You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. This morning, I just want to start with sharing testimony. And this testimony really begins last Sunday. I had a conversation with Joe. Um, Sunday morning after service, and she just had, she had told me how Betty Medford, who is no longer with us, she's with the Lord, praising Jesus this morning with us, and that's exciting, but she's before him, but she saw, she witnessed the anointing that the Lord placed on the men of this house two, three weeks ago now. She was, that was her last church service. She witnessed that. And then this last Sunday, she wanted to be at church, but she just couldn't. She was just too weak and not up for the task. But she had made known that she desired to come to church on that Sunday, last Sunday, so that the men of God, the men of this house could pray over her. And as Joe was sharing that with me, the Lord immediately showed me the men of this house surrounding her home, surrounding Betty's home, and we were praying for her. The only thing that I had received is that we're not supposed to pray for healing. And he was strict about that. Very, like, five-finger point. Don't you do it. I said, okay. And I was sharing that with Sammy immediately after receiving that vision. And he, what the Lord showed him immediately is we're to reflect on the glory of the Lord. And as, as he's sharing that with me, the Lord is saying that she will see me when you reflect on my glory around her home. I was like, all right, cool. So we get there on Wednesday. And we sh- I share this vision with the men, and, and we surround this home. And I'm telling you, the peace of God that I felt, I felt like I could just float away. I could just fall away. I, I felt eternity in that place. The peace of God like I've never felt it before. It was insane. And I could feel the glory of the Lord. And again, knowing we weren't supposed to pray for healing, just reflect on the glory of God. And reflect on the fact that he said that she will see me today. Saying, amen. So we're doing that. And moments after we finish, the Lord took her. Moments. Praise God is right. And what I want to point to, and there's, there's more testimony that's coming. But the Lord told us last week that it was time for intercession. It was time to be people of action that pressed in in prayer because we see that every time the people of God pressed into God in prayer and interceding on behalf of the communities that surrounded them, they saw breakthrough in those communities. Every single time. There's not an act or move of God that was not first started by a people of prayer that were pressing in, seeking the Lord, interceding with the Son and the Spirit of God before the throne of God, interceding on behalf of their communities. And we started that last Sunday. And I'm telling you, the Lord worked quickly. Interceding on behalf of our community. Interceding on behalf of an individual like Betty. And she went and she was with the Lord. We saw fruit immediately. We interceded as the Lord instructed. And we immediately saw the fruit of that intercession. Immediately saw the fruit of that intercession. And this is another crazy thing. But Monday I had a or I guess it was Tuesday, I had a meeting with uh, Lorinda and Amy. Amy Green, our new women's minister. 
And the Lord had just made it very clear to me that where we were going, what he was establishing in this women's ministry was for Amy and Lorinda. And they were going to do it together. And I knew what this ministry was. The Lord had spoken it over Lorinda almost a year ago, a long time ago, sitting in my office. She was doing the books as our treasure. And um, the Lord just made it very clear. He showed me this vision of her in a home with a single mother helping this mom unload groceries. But it was, she, was, she was a part of the family in this vision. The kids knew her. The kids loved her. She was welcome. She was, it, it was not unusual for her to be in this home. You could see this in the vision. And the Lord told me that he is calling her into a, a time where she will be ministering to single mothers. She will be pouring into single mothers. So we're sitting down. And I'm at, I just asked Amy, Oh, I asked Lorinda first, what, what does she see? What is next? And she says, I think what's next is that vision. I've got, I've got Betty to pour into and to take care of, but what I see next is this transition into this vision. Not saying what the vision was. I asked Amy the same question. And Amy says, I don't know why, but the Lord has just put single mothers on my heart. I'm like, whoo! Right then and there, the Lord has just... Unity and spirit from months and months apart, but the Lord is bringing us into the same image, the same, the same mission, that, the same vision that He's creating right then and there, and we see, and the look on mine and Lorinda's face is just funny. I wish we could have taken pictures of each other, because both of us are just like, oh man, oh yeah, this is serious. We're, this is what we're doing. So the Lord immediately united in spirit. We have a, a single Sunday of intercession, and we immediately begin to see fruit Right there, our our ministry team, those that are leading this body are united in spirit. We see that, and we have seen that time and time again, the unity in spirit that we have in this house. And so that was so, so exciting. And then the Lord takes Betty on Wednesday. And now Lorinda can fully transit. Now, Lorinda is the only one that can do what she does. I've never seen anyone do what she does the way she does it. And that doesn't mean that that part of her ministry is over. The Lord's just building on top of that. He's adding another layer. So can you imagine this woman, what she's done for our community in the homes of single single mothers? What that does. Wow. Generations that will be saved between her and our women's minister. And so we see this again. We have, and the Lord continues to bring me back. These moments that I've had all week long, He continues to bring me back of, you said yes to intercession. You will now see fruit. And I'm confident there are others of you in this room that have testimony from this week that were like, that was kind of a crazy week. We have, we say yes to intercession. The Lord immediately brings about, brings about fruit. We immediately saw it. It was Monday, and my son, my four-year-old, asked me, we have one of our neighbors, he asked me, why, why don't you know what the inside of their home looks like? Where, how does that appear in this four-year-old's head? And then directly ask me, because he knows, somehow, he knows that I don't know what the inside of this home looks like. A place that needs the Lord, needs the Spirit. Why don't you know what the inside of their home looks like? And immediately, I'm like, oh man, I've lived here for a long time. And I don't really know these people. I I want the Lord to establish the kingdom of God in my home. And the people right across the street from me don't know that it's there. 
They've, they've not, I've not even seen the inside of their home. And the it's, that was crazy. That was just crazy to me that he said that. And it's profound. And I didn't know. And it's like, Lord, I don't know why I don't know what the inside of their home looks like. Yesterday, I found out what the inside of their home looks like. Through kindness. And it only kindness. They were having a hard time moving something into their home. Ran over there to help. And the Lord showed me, he said, your presence in this home is establishing my kingdom in this place. It's like, but my son, my four-year-old, prophesying of what's to come. Speaking of what's to come after one meeting of intercession. After we meet one time, after we press in one time, the Lord released a week of fruit. Now imagine what happens when that becomes our lifestyle. When we press in with each and every second, when our heart is so desiring for the Spirit of God to take this community, to consume this community, for the community to know the kindness of God, to be established in the kingdom of heaven, for everyone that lives in and around us, for their names to be written in the book of life. When that becomes our heart, became our heart for a moment, for an hour on a Sunday night. And we had a week of fruit. A week of the kingdom established. Church, if that doesn't get you motivated to just press in even more, I don't know what will. This may not be the place for you. And that's okay. The Lord will, He'll deal with you. But this is a good thing that the Lord is doing. And we get to be a part of it. We get to be a part of it. As I was saying, the Lord gave me this word on Monday. I'm sitting in my office, and the Lord says, it's time for you to be the blessing to your community. And immediately that song, The Blessing, that we heard that Jay sang over our, our men, we proclaimed over the men of this community three weeks ago, that song, The Blessing, which has just, I don't know about you, but that song could not have been have been any more perfectly timed in its creation because it comes out and then we start having the chaos that we have. It's like, oh man, what a foundation to stand on. The Lord has got us. The Lord has taken care of us. If we just press in, He's got us. He's going to take care of us. But anyways, the Lord says, it's time for you to be that song to this community. That our communities would encounter the truth of that song through us that the generations that will come from them will be established in the Lord because of their encounter with you. Have you considered yourself to be a blessing? Individually, have you considered yourself to be a blessing, that you could be a blessing to someone else? I'm telling you right now, you are a blessing. There are people in your story that you have not even met yet that you will be that song to them. You are a blessing. So before we go on, I need you to receive that for yourself. I'm just hearing this right now, so I'm just going to make you do it. I just need you to audibly say out loud, I am a blessing. Say it right now. Amen. Do you believe it? You are a blessing. It's okay to know truth about yourself. That's not a, it's not a cocky or prideful thing to say. That's fact. That's truth. 
The Lord has been so clear in saying that people have requested, they are praying, they are seeking for God, and He has anointed you to be the answer. You are a blessing. Matthew 5, 16 says, In the same way, let your light so shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to the Father who is in heaven. Recognize that you are a blessing. And you, church, have been anointed to establish this truth in the foundation of our communities. Turn with me to number six. We're going to begin to go through this, this song, The Blessing. I want you to receive it for yourself because in a second we're going to get to um, we're going to get to work through this song scripturally real quick, so you recognize what you're what you're establishing in this community. Because what the Lord made very clear to me yesterday, as I was sitting with this, is that when we come to this time of worship, our our time of worship is is normally reflected on blessing the Lord. And, how, and it always will be that. How he wants to bless the Lord or be blessed today by his children is he wants us to proclaim the songs that we're about to sing over our community. Prophetic. Intercession. Intercession doesn't just have to look like prayer on your hands and knees. This is, we're proclaiming the words that we're about to sing today. I need you to have that mindset. We're proclaiming those over this community over our communities, over the people we'll encounter this week. Intercession doesn't start just on Sunday nights. We're in it right now. And we will intercede on behalf of our community, and we will praise the Lord speaking over the people that He is pursuing, the people that He is jealous for, the people that have not recognized who they are in Him and who they've been created to worship, who they've been created to live for. Number 6, 22 through 27, this song originates from this blessing. So wonderful. This is, this is Aaron's blessing. The Lord speaks it to him that he would then turn and speak it over all of Israel. Verse 22, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel, and I will bless them. What if we were those three verses? What if the testimony to our community of our life is that that is a person that I have seen the Lord's blessing towards me? I can see in that person that the Lord will bless me, that He will keep me. He will make His face shine upon me. He will be gracious to me. And he will lift me up and he will give me peace. I see the truth of that for myself through that person I'm looking at right now. All of this song is deeply, deeply rooted in scripture. It's beautiful. It's funny how the Lord works these things out. Because I was talking about this. The last time my father-in-law was here was, was that time that we anointed our men. And we sang this song. And we talked about it on the way to lunch. How he's just, he's studied the scripture of this song. And he's, he's just, I mean, he's got it like that. I asked him for it yesterday. He sent it to me within about 15 seconds. All the scriptures that this song is rooted in. I think it's funny that we're talking about it again as he's here. 
But in Exodus 20, verse 6, that's this line of the song, may his favor be upon you in a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children is rooted in Exodus, Exodus 20, verse 6. Now, can you imagine if we live our life in such a way that the people around us would feel that promise, would feel that truth? They would feel the favor. They would see the favor of the Lord that is upon them in a thousand generations that is pursuing and upon their family and their children and their children and their children. May His presence go before you and beside you and behind you and all around you and within you because He is with you. He is with you. That's rooted in Exodus 33 verse 14. Psalm 55, 17, in the morning and in the evening. Psalm 121, 8, in your coming and your going. Psalm 30, verse 5, in your weeping and rejoicing. Turn now to Romans 8. Now that last bit, if you're following along with the song, this last bit is that He is for you. He is for you. If you've not received that for yourself yet, would you please... Would you please receive that truth for yourself this morning? That He is for you. He is so for you. He is for you as He will work every circumstance, no matter how awful. He will work it for the good of those that love Him. He is so very much for you. Romans 8 verse 31. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen? He who did not spare His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, how will He not also with Him graciously give us all things? He will graciously give us all things. So what do we want Him to give us? You ever ask yourself that? Man, we read that. We're like, man, He'll give me all things. Amen. What things do you want Him to give you? That's a question right there. That'll make you reflect on the desires of your heart a little bit and if they're in tune with the Lord or if they're a reflection of you. What are we asking Him for? That's another thing. Graham Cook said this when he came to Lubbock. He said, he said heaven is not a storage facility and it's full of the stuff that you will not ask God for. He's a good father. And we proclaim that. We sing that song that he is a good, good father. But we never ask him for anything. He will graciously give us all things. So what do we want him to give us? What are we asking for? Look now at John 15. I told you this is one of the passages I'll always be reading and always be coming back to as your pastor. 15 verse 7. If you abide in me, if you remain in me, and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. Are we remaining in Him? Because if the answer is yes, then what we desire in our heart has been placed there by the Spirit of God. If I can say right now I am in the will of God for my life, then the desires of your heart have been placed there by the Father. And those are the desires of His heart. That's the beauty of prayer. And that's the beauty of this relationship where He, I want to give them the desires of their heart. 
because the desires of their heart when they abide in me are a reflection of my heart and those are the things I want to do but I want, I want to do it through them and I want them to see that I'm a good father because I want them to ask and then receive I want them to say Lord I want the nations because I want the nations for them and if they would ask I would give them to them if they would just ask so let's ask this morning in intercession, that's what the Lord wants us to do. As we are praising the Lord this morning, as we are singing these praises over our community, He wants us to ask. He wants to press in. He wants to give you the desires of your heart this morning. What are you asking for? What are you desiring? I'm telling you right now, I want this community. I want big things for this community. I want this community to exist in the heart of the Father as we've never seen a city on this earth exist before. I want people to have answers about what heaven is like because they came here. I want people to know the desires of the Father's heart for them. I want people to cross the, the city line and receive who they are in the Lord. Not have to, oh, maybe I'll make a counseling appointment with Randy. I want them to receive it right then and there. And then I want them to go out. Do we want those things? I want this place to be heaven on earth. I want the kingdom of heaven to be established. I want His will to be done. His kingdom to come. Church, that's in pursuit of Him. Those are the desires that are on my heart. So those are the things that he wants to give this house. Those are the things that he has said he will give this house. He said it. And we pressed in once. And we saw the fruit of that. We prayed for the desires of our heart that were first the desires of his heart one time. As a corporate body. One time. And we saw those things. What did we pray for? If you were here last week, what did we pray? What was that testimony I just shared that Liam brought about? He wasn't here at this intercession meeting. We prayed that the kindness of God would exist in the homes of our neighbors. That they would know the Lord and that kindness would be the door that establishes truth in their life. <laughs> that story, I can't make it any more plain. That's exactly what the Lord did. We asked him for it. He did the exact thing that we requested. So this morning, I want us to praise. I want us to sing in intercession over our community, recognizing that as our worship, worship pastor always has, he has pursued the Lord of what he wants to hear out of his children's mouth this morning. What is the reflection of the Father's heart this morning? So we've got this list of songs that we're going to go through. And the Lord has said that He wants these songs proclaimed over our community. And so what have we seen all week? The things that He wants to do when His children ask for Him, He doesn't. We've seen it all week. So let's do it in this time. And get ready and be excited for the fruit that will come this week because we proclaim these words over the people out there. And not just in sundown. Anywhere that you go, the Lord is desiring you to proclaim and prophesy over that community this morning.
This is just the city in which this building exists. It's not the entirety of the work of the Lord. He's not just doing it for sundown. He's doing it for everywhere that you reside. The Lord desires to do these things this morning. So I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. But dream big dreams with me, church. Dream impossible dreams. Dream of a place where disease can't exist. Dream of a generation of people that only know who they are in the Lord. Dream of a generation of people that never walk in a false identity, but only walk in the truth of God in which He's established since the beginning of time in them, for them. Dream big dreams, impossible dreams, but dream them with me this morning and then speak them out. Pursue the Lord, remain in the Lord, allow Him to form those dreams in you. And then speak them out. This evening when we come to pray, come with those dreams and begin to speak them out. We've sung a song, this is how I fight my battles. We know that song. We love that song. But it's, it's through praise. And I'm telling you right now, intercession is the act of me standing in the gap for another. I will place myself in this gap for them. As Jesus did for us. Jesus, the greatest intercessor that we've ever seen. Stood in the gap. Asked for the things that we didn't know we needed. Prayed into existence the things we didn't know we needed. So do that this morning. Let's fight for the people out there. How do we fight? We praise. We sing over them. We proclaim over them. We prophesy over them. We sing out loud, declaring that the work of the Lord that's written on these pages would be done in their hearts this morning. And what we've seen, the testimony of what we've seen for weeks, is that God is not moving slowly. Amen. I believe God kept Betty alive just so that we could get there on Wednesday at 6. He took her at 7. The Lord is moving with urgency. With urgency. People are coming to find the Lord with such swiftness. That is the desire of His heart for this community. That He would be able to continually move with urgency. So let's pray for that urgency. Let's believe that when we proclaim these words over our community, that they will see it immediately. That they will feel the impacts of it immediately. That they will encounter the Lord the second the word leaves your lips. That that work would be done. Right then and there. Will you believe that with me? Will you pursue and prophesy and speak over our community this morning? Will you? Then let's do it. I'm going to ask you to stand. I'm going to ask you, Jay, just play for a little bit. Don't start singing just yet. Just play for a little bit. Get your hearts ready. Allow the Lord, if there's any desires that He needs to clear up, that He wants you to pray for this morning, allow Him that time to place those and plant those desires in your heart. Those desires, that, those things that you've been afraid to ask for, ask for them right now. Those things that seem too big, ask for them right now. Those things that seem too small, ask for them right now. I believe that the Lord has put a lot of desires in the hearts of the people in this room 
And all that's left to do is ask for them. So this morning, right now in this time, ask for them. And then let's praise God and speak and praise over this community that the work of the Lord would be made known. The urgency of God would flow freely throughout our homes, throughout our communities, throughout the lives of those that gather in our cities. And that the kingdom, the kingdom would consume entire cities, not just homes, not just individuals, but that the kingdom of God would establish itself and consume entire cities. That they would be known to all of the world as a stronghold for the kingdom of heaven. There would be no gray area about it. No black and white. It would be clear as day. That's the kingdom of God that exists there. Let's pray for these things. Speak these things in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.